Welcome to CNS Sportscast, everyone. I'm Sam Daring. That's Christian John, and we're excited to have you with us. And we are about beat from um, loads of NBA. So now these next two weeks are going to be the MLB trade deadline, as there are several rumors that we are ready to break down and discuss. So um, before we went on air, we were talking about teams that are should buying or sell. Um, and the first team that came to mind was the Giants. For me, um, they only Madison Baumgartner's really. They have a lot of veterans on that team. Um, Madison Baumgartner, I do think for the age that he's at, um, wherever he goes, um, he I don't necessarily see him signing anywhere else. And I think he's going to leave. He'll end up being a free agent. I don't think where I think wherever he goes. Um, he won't end up re-signing with them at all. And the Giants have been very promising in July. Um, they have the, they've had the best record in the NL, um, which is a positive note. And another positive note on that is that you can also work players up um, for trade. So, Christian, what are your thoughts on the Giants? I made fun of the Giants for trading for Kevin Pillar earlier in the season, I didn't see them being good at all. And then July happens. And now looking at the giants, they're very good. So I personally believe that the giants should stay put. It's risky, but there's no determining whether or not Madison Baumgartner will even waive his no trade clause. If you move him to another team. So at this point, why not give it one last run with Madison Bumgarner and try and try and get the wild card? You're two and a half games out. Well, why not go for it? Right, I definitely agree. And for the amount of veterans on that team, they're still hitting pretty well. And um, I, I think it would be good for them to consider offers, but they're looking pretty promising so far. So I would not be surprised if they also waited out. And at this point, I think the only person um, that should be up for grabs for them is Madison Baumgartner, seeing as um, I definitely think it's on the fence to see if he stays um, at the end of the season. So the Giants are definitely looking like a promising team for this month of July. Um, if they finish it out, um, I, this team looks pretty promising right now. So... A while ago, I was saying the Giants should be one of the top teams that should sell. But they still have loads of talent for the amount of aging veterans that they have. Um, Christian, what's another team that you're um, that comes to mind that should sell at the deadline? I have said this for a couple of weeks now, and I, I am a Brewers fan. So it might sound weird coming out of my mouth, but I I believe I want to see the Brewers sell at the deadline this year. Not guys who have control, not like Jesus Aguilar, who has been inquired about by the Rays. However, I would like to see us maybe move Mike Moustakis, Yasmani Grandal, just because their contracts are up at the end of the year. And this team clearly isn't going to win a World Series, so... Punting would probably be their best case scenario. 
the farm system's very weak and depleted and it wouldn't be a bad idea to get some more ammo and try try and go back at this next season right you make a great point and i wrote an article before this year started arguing the fact that Fangraphs had the Brewers finishing last. And I ended up counter-arguing that, saying that the Brewers are going to finish first, but it's really not looking like that right now. Um, and I do think the Brewers should consider selling as well. Um, their, their, their starting pitching is just very unlucky with, pit, with injuries and guys that can't get out of five innings. Their bullpen is just atrocious. Corey Knable is a huge loss and you're right Grandall. a lot of people were iffy on that signing um most of the people that i've talked to only base it on one game which i think is just ridiculous but it's it's one year 18 and a half mil so it's really not that big of a risk and i do think Grandall is very worth i think he's very well worth um considering sell or listening to offers of the deadline and Mustakis, quite honestly i think the brewers were very lucky to get him back and he's only in a one-year deal, and I think if we were to keep him, I think he would would have been very up in the air, and I think there was a big possibility that he probably would have left. And there's a lot of Brewers fans out there that like the combination of Braun Yelich and Moustakas, which, coming from a Wisconsin fan, I do as well, but if you're thinking ahead to the future, uh, you got to consider letting him go. Um, he, he's one of our only, uh, he's one of the Brewers only good hitters right now. And I think you, you could get quite a bit of value. So I do think the Brewers have quite a bit of work to do. And I think they are definitely going to be a team to watch out for. So that brings us to our next point. Speaking of pitching, um, there's plenty of pitchers out there on the market and Marcus Stroman is garnering quite a bit of interest uh christian uh what do you how much do you think he's worth and what which teams do you think that should be going for him i guess pick like your top like two or three no particular order <clears throat> i i look at marcus stroman as an ace and if not an ace he's a really good number two one of my favorite marcus stroman memories <clears throat> is him starting the final game in the World Baseball Classic, he absolutely dominated. I, I want to see him play again in the playoffs. I want to see him pitch in the playoffs. I want to see his fire, his moxie, his emotion. I love Marcus Stroman. I, I like the fit in Atlanta for Marcus Stroman. I like it in Philadelphia for Stroman. And also, the Yankees should be a team to watch out for here. I definitely agree. And the Yankees were in on Keiko and Kimbrell. So, I, I, quite honestly, I think Stroman is one of the best starting pitchers available on the market right now. And he's 28, so he has plenty more left in the tank with a 2.98 ERA. Uh, he, I definitely think he's going to be traded. And the Yankees are definitely a team that are going to watch out for. And I do think, um, I was we were both discussing the Brewers before this, I do think it's very possible that the Brewers grab a starting pitcher. And I know the top two guys 
that they were interested in is Marcus Stroman and Mike Miner, um, who is on fire this season, and we will get into in just a bit. Um, so I think Marcus Stroman is definitely one of the best, if not the best pitcher on the market. And I think watch out for, watch out for him to be traded in the next few days. So Mike Miner, um, he's playing out of his mind this year. And I think he's definitely boosted his stock up uh, quite a bit. Um, I do think the Brewers are a team that should watch or that should sign him. I do. Th I think the Yankees should be out there looking for a starting pitcher as well. Um, Christian, uh, who do you think should be interested in Mike Miner? <clears throat> Everyone. <laughs> Mike Miner is having a great year. You can never have enough pitching. All the teams I just listed off should definitely be interested in them. The Twins are another <laughs> team to maybe watch out for on a starting pitcher. I know they're interested in Stroman. I also wouldn't be surprised to hear if they were interested in Mike Miner. They have a pretty good farm system as well, so I could definitely see them being able to top a lot of potential offers with the five guys they have on MLB.com's top 100 prospect lists. So the, the Twins are a team that could sneakily make – a lot of noise at the deadline, especially for a starter like Stroman or Mike Miner. Absolutely. I definitely agree with you. And Mike Miner is a very underrated pitcher on the market. And I definitely watch out for him to be picked up very quick. I think he could be one of the very, one of the first pitchers off the market. Uh, so our next pitching, I guess, combination we'll get into is Thor. Um, you think he gets moved? Um, no. He's been garnering a lot of interest. I don't I don't think the Mets should even trade him at all. Um, I know they, they just extended to Grom and I don't like I don't know. I really don't think I don't think Thor should be traded. I think they should end up I think they should keep him. And it would not surprise me if they don't do anything with him. Thor is so electric. He has amazing <clears throat> stuff. He's always hurt, which is concerning. Mm -hmm. He's a big guy who throws really hard. Probably it's why not... they're listening to so like all the offers too. Yeah, it's not it's because surprising. of his injury history. But but he's got a four three six ERA, and he's he's only twenty six. So. Oh, he's electric. Don't get me wrong. Oh, absolutely. Thor is very good. Uh, but and if they actually 26, end up trading him, they're going to regret it. Well, that, that the, the Mets have enough stuff to regret. <laughs> if, if, if they get the haul they're most likely asking for, I, I would assume they want at least three or four top 100 <clears throat> prospects and probably <clears throat> major league ready guys. So I, I don't think they would necessarily regret it or at least regret it instantly however a guy like thor with two years left of control 26 years old <clears throat> I, i'd be surprised to see that noah Syndergaard got traded at the deadline yeah i think he's one of those pitchers along with marcus stroman that whoever trades for him 
um, the Rangers and the Blue Jays could get a big haul back. And it won't surprise me that Marcus Stroman gets traded, but Syndergaard will. And I don't think – I think Syndergaard should stay put. And it is understanding why they listened to offers. But the age that he is, you're right, two years of control. And he's only getting better. And he's, he's only 26, so he has years and years left in the tank. And under our next pitcher, I'll let you start this one, Matthew Boyd. Matthew Boyd is very good at pitching, and not a lot of people know about it. He pitches in Detroit. He's got an ERA of about four, which to regular people, that doesn't look amazing. However, he does not walk a lot of people. He strikes out people. He's left-handed. And he's got three years of control after this season. Matthew Boyd would also surprise me if he got moved for those factors, especially the control factor. However, if Detroit got a Noah Syndergaard type haul, or what I would assume would be Noah Syndergaard's haul for Matthew Boyd, I would consider moving him. However, three years of control is a lot. I wouldn't just move him to move him. You have time on that one. Yeah, I definitely agree. There's lots of young pitchers on the market. And I do think the Tigers should listen to offers. And Matthew Boyd, yeah, you're right. 407, not too impressive. He's 28. And... I do think he kind of, he could but he could boost up his market value. Kind of a guy you'd like to have sit in your second or third in the rotation. Um, so oh yeah, Boyd's not an ace, but oh absolutely, he's a, he's right. a really good number two or three. Oh absolutely, yeah, he has the potential to be one. But um, he's definitely a great guy to have and like right behind your first guy in the rotation. So that brings us to our next point. Robbie Ray, how much do you think he's worth? We've been, uh, I've been reading actually Mike Miner and Robbie Ray kind of together. Um, where do you think Robbie Ray stands in the trade deadline as to how much he's worth? I guess, where do you rank him um, amidst the other starting pitchers that are available right now? Ray and Mike Miner are in very similar bouts in terms of price tag. Mike Miner's having a better season this year than Robbie Ray, but Robbie Ray probably, you could argue, mm-hmm. has the better track record overall. He's also younger, and they have the same amount of control after this season, which is one more year. Teams I've heard have been interested are the Brewers and then the Phillies and the Braves and all of those other teams that have are interested in every starting pitcher on the market. I, I don't know if he gets moved. The The Diamondbacks are tied right now with the Giants at second in the NL West and two and a half back for a wild card spot. So he's another guy who I'd be surprised gets moved based on the fact that he's a pretty good left-handed starter with control after this season on a team that's above 500. 
Yeah, I'm going to go back to my reason for the the Giants um, not necessarily fully selling at the deadline is because that division is so competitive. They are so close um, to that first place mark with the Dodgers. And if they were sitting in third, fourth place, then yeah, you go ahead and trade them. But the dude is a 3.95 ERA, which is, I guess, some sort of the average pitcher, like decent. But I definitely think the Diamondbacks should wait on that and make a run. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's traded, but I would almost have to disagree with the fact, depending on who they grab or who they get in return for him. And our last pitcher, our starting pitcher, before we get into um, relievers, is Zach Greinke. Now, he's 35, and he's two, He's throwing 293. Now, to be a pitcher in 35 and throwing an ERA as low as that is for his age, I still think is pretty impressive. And I have seen the Phillies and the Braves as one of the top two teams interested in Zach Greinke. And do, where, where do you think he lands, and do you think he's worth grabbing? <clears throat> I mean, he's he making thirty. Is, he's making thirty-one mil. So he is I, not worth grabbing. The, the, the hey, contract is too much. very iffy. Yeah, exactly. The the only concern is that contract. And he he he's dealing right now. Don't don't get me wrong. Zach Greinke's looks like Zach Greinke has always looked. He's if he very had, if, good. If he had the accepting like the good contract for a decent decent contract, then yes, he'd be definitely worth grabbing. But. Paying At a 37-year-old $32 million, that's right. a tough sell. Right. and Maybe a big market team At like the point, Yankees could afford that, but well, man. I don't, I don't know if the Yankees even do that either. And I think at this point, if they were to trade – one of those two pitchers that they have, I think Robbie Ray would come first. And I I don't know if I would agree with that. I would rather have them trade Granky and have someone take on that contract. But I, good, good I, I, I believe that. that if if the Diamondbacks mm. trade one of the two and it is Robbie Ray, they didn't do that because they wanted to move Robbie Ray more than they wanted to move Zach Granky but more of because nobody would take Granke or at least give them the value they believe they should get for Zach Granke. Right. You're exactly right. And Zach Granke, basically, he, he really comes down to the contract. And for his age, he's still playing really well. He still has a few years left in the tank. But Does he? He's dealing he's right throwing, now. But... He's, he's throwing two two nine three. He's 35. I obviously I don't see him playing until he's forty. I would give him at least two to three years max. Um, that's but I optimistic, right? That's, but I, that's I, optimistic. I, I mean, I, I definitely still think he has. I still think he has more in the tank. I, I think he'll be done soon, but I would give him at least two years. Um, when starters get that old, when they they could show up the next year and just not have it anymore. And that's risky if you're going to be paying a guy who could just not have it anymore next year, $32 million. The next year and the year after that. Right. I definitely agree. And 
we are going to be looking forward into Granky's future very hard. And for a $31 million, 35-year-old, um, it'll be very interesting to see how he pans out with a 293 ERA and which which team is actually willing to take on that contract. And I'll be very shocked to find any team that actually does that and if he gets moved. So that brings us to our reliever market. Uh, Christian, I'll let you start with this one. <clears throat> Shane Green is one name I've heard a lot of or I've read a lot about being available. He is having a phenomenal season this year, pitching to the tune of a 1.22 ERA and 22 saves. He has one more year of control after this year, which is very attractive as well. And he would he's just another high leverage guy for a contender to add to their bullpen. I've heard the Nationals are very interested in him. And Detroit wants Carter Keyboom, their number one prospect for him, which realistically is a lot. However, I understand why they would want that much for him. <clears throat> but I don't, I don't know if they get that. So if they really think they're going to get a team's best prospect for Shane Green, it's very <clears throat> possible we don't see him get moved. Right. And you make a great point there. One of the relievers that I've seen garner interest from a few teams is Will Smith. And I know the Cardinals are in. Uh, they're, they're looking for lefties. And the key stat for Will Smith is he has over a 50%, 52% strikeout percentage against left-handers. And one team I have seen is the Red Sox and – Quite honestly, the Brewers. And I always know Will Smith as the Pine Tar guy <laughs> um, from previous years that the Brewers have had him. So, but he he's having a very good year. Um, the 2.55 ERA, and he's only walked 11 guys on top of 63 strikeouts. And he's striking out a career best at 13 guys. So, I think whoever grabs him, I can definitely see him getting moved. Um, and I th do think for the way he's playing this year that the Giants could get quite a – I think they could get some playmakers back for him. <clears throat> yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they move Smith or Sam Dyson, another reliever they have. Sam Dyson's having a pretty good year, and he actually, unlike Will Smith, has <clears throat> a year of control after this year. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Another reliever who is also left-handed would be Jake Diekman from Kansas City. When you look at his numbers, you don't get wowed. However, he is very good against left-handers. And I, I believe that that's extremely valuable. It's been proven. There's so many good left-handed power hitters in the league guys like Cody Bellinger, Christian Yelich, that you're going to have to be able to get out in late innings in the playoffs. So a guy like Jake Diekman's very valuable to have. I know the Phillies are interested in him. So it'll be interesting to see who goes and gets lefty specialist Jake Diekman. 
And we'll go with one more. And the Indians kind of bring up a point at, to should they sell or not? Um, Brad Hand is he, – he's got a decent contract. So he he's only making $6.5 and – his final year, he'll he'll be making ten mil, but he hasn't had a season in over two nine five until this season. Or he hasn't had a season with an ERA over two nine five, which to me is very impressive, especially for a closing pitcher. And I do think that Brad Hand could be a guy to watch for the trade deadline, um, especially for bullpen guys. I don't think the Brewers should necessarily be interested in him because of Knable, but Knable is a huge loss, and the Brewers were in on Craig Kimbrell beforehand. So I get it, it would kind of make sense. So Brad Hand is definitely one of my guys to watch out for at the trade deadline. <clears throat> Yeah, Brad Hand would be an absolute boost to any bullpen that could get him. And like you said, with two years left of control after this year, that would be huge for any team because realistically, any team in baseball could use a guy like Brad Hand who's not only a closer, but he's also left-handed and that good. Absolutely, yeah. And if the I, Indians did decide to trade him, that would have to be a haul. You would at least haul. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Closers, you can only – it almost seems like in the MLB in this era that closing pitchers are – like ace closing pitchers are getting to be very slim, unless, of course, you move them into the relieving. Because the Brewers have really never had a defined closing pitcher since who knows, John Axford. Um, or the X-Man <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Corey Knable, I guess, right now they don't have a defined closer, but Corey Knable sits in the pen, so they, they kind of rotate closers. So if you bring in Brad Hand, I definitely agree with you there, you're going to boost up any like bullpen you have. And, yeah, Corey Knable is a huge loss, but if you bring in Brad Hand, you have two years left. He's making $7 million next year. And you got Corey Knable back, not like you got Corey Knable back the following season. I mean that that bullpen could be a thing to watch out for. And he's a left-handed pitcher, the Cardinals. And I do think the Cardinals are a team to watch out for for reliever relieving relievers. So that brings us to our last point of the night: um, outfielders. There are quite a few outfielders available. Uh, this morning, the Reds made Yasuo Puig available. Now, I am not a huge fan of Yasuo Puig. I don't think he's as good as everyone says he is. But uh, he, he's playing very well. And going from L.A. to Cincinnati helped him a lot because the Cincinnati is a big hitter's ballpark. And you could say the same thing for Charlie Blackburn and the Rockies because – Blackman is having a very impressive season for the age that he's at in Colorado. But let's get to Puig first. And is Puig worth the contract, Christian? What do you think? Oh, yeah. 
if I'm a contending team that needs right-handed power, Puig is definitely a guy who isn't going to make just egregious errors in the outfield. He has a very strong throwing arm. Puig can run decently well. And again, that his power is undeniable. So for a contending team that could potentially need help in the outfield or just a power hitter, I, I believe Yasiel Puig could be a really nice pickup for any team. Yeah, I agree. And for the HODZ, he has plenty more left in the tank. And as well as I do think if he gets traded, it will and it should be to a playoff team. And he's only making 9.7 mil this year, and he will be up. So I think for several of these, not just outfielders, but candidates in general open for trade, I think many of these teams are worried that they're going to be rentals. And I think these three outfielders that we're talking about today are, I don't necessarily think they're going to be rentals, especially Puig. And Puig is playing very well this year, and – it, it helps him a lot being in Cincinnati. And I do think whoever, if he does get traded, um, that he could definitely be a guy to watch out for. And I I do think he'll end up, he could end up re-signing. So I think it's too quick to say whether, the, whether these guys will be rentals. And I think outfielders the most. Uh, Christian – once you start with this one, Charlie Blackman. <clears throat> Who? This was surprising to read that Colorado would listen to offers on Blackman. Him and Nolan Arenado have been the face of that Rockies franchise for a good amount of years now. And Blackman just signed that huge extension. Seems so, like so, the so Arenado too. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. So you would have had your core for a long time. Blackman is older, and he's 33. That contract's a lot to take on. $21 million for the next four years. Well, excuse me, for the next three years, and then the fourth year would be $10 million of, as a player option. However... He's going to be 37 at that time, so who knows what he looks like at 37. Teams like the Reds, the Rangers, and the Cardinals are all supposedly in on him. I would be surprised to see anybody take on Charlie Blackman at the moment. However, uh, he's still playing very well, but... I don't know if he's worth that contract unless the Rockies would eat some of it at the end. But I, I'm not taking on Charlie Blackman's contract. Right. And he he's hitting 320 for 33. But the question comes, he's making 14 mil for 33. So... I'll be very shocked. Uh, I, I, I honestly, yeah, I, I will be kind of surprised if the Rockies end up do, do end up trading Charlie Blackman. And before I was thinking, I'm kind of surprised Nolan Arenado didn't leave, but really 
you're in Colorado. Why, why would you not want to leave? Meaning you're in a hitter's ballpark. And even, even Charlie Blackman um, making him available to trade, they're in, they're in last in the NL West. So I guess it kind of makes sense. But, I mean, last year they, they went from being a playoff team last year to having weaker pitchers, um, at least in the first half of the season, to they, they still have hitters. And for Charlie Blackman hitting 320, um, I will I would love to see what kind of a what kind of a haul they get back um, being his age. Um, I I'll be very shocked if they end up trading Charlie Blackman. <clears throat> and our last outfielder for the Knights, um, I do know the Cubs were interested in him. Nick Castellanos, Detroit Tigers outfielder. What do you think, Christian? Castellanos is a very good right-handed hitter. <laughs> Defensively, he's kind of a yikes. However, you're not trading for Castellanos for his glove. You definitely want the bat. The Cubs are interested. They want some right-handed power in their outfield. I think that is a good fit, and Castellanos can definitely help teams win at the plate. Yeah, I think going back to your Puig point, uh, he's Castellanos is hitting 282 in Detroit. He's definitely a guy that will boost a – boost the team trying to make a playoff run. Um, so MLB trade deadline part one. Um, we've concluded and there's lots to talk about next week given our reactions. Um, so Christian, do you have anything else to add? Uh, not at this time. No. See you guys next week. <laughs> Absolutely. It'll be Hopefully awesome. We have a lot to talk about. Oh, for sure. I can't wait. So that concludes part one of the MLB trade deadline special of CNS Sportscast. Uh, why don't you give us a follow on our Twitter at CS Sports Feed 2. Our Facebook page is CNS Sports Podcast and our Instagram is CS Sports Feed. Thank you for joining us, everyone, and we will see you next week. <laughs>